Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll learn how God steps in when we step out in faith. Lord, guide me, lead me. Some of you aren't even asking you that question. You're just walking through life saying, God, you, I wish I had an opportunity. God, you never use me. And God said, hello right there, hello right there, hello right there. And you're just walking by divine opportunities because you haven't prepared your heart to say, hear my Lord, use me. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. A lot of people are going through life singularly focused and not paying attention to what's going on around them. Maybe that's you at this moment. Or perhaps you hear God speaking to you and nudging you to pay attention to those divine moments in your life. Well, either way, on today's program, we're learning what it means to step out in faith in order to be a part of God's plan. Our message is called Divine Appointments, and if you'd like to learn more about this ministry or Pastor Mark Job, just go to boldstepsradio.org. But right now, let's hear what Mark has to say. Peter and Mariette were pastoring a church in Haven, England, in the UK, and they were having a prayer meeting with about 15 or 20 people praying that God would move, that God would work, that God would do some things. And they laid out a map in the middle of the living room where they were praying and they started just praying over the map, asking that God would move and that God would work and that the, the glory of God would come to the nations. And while they were praying, one of the people that was there praying said, hold on a second. There's a city right there in the middle of Spain called Burgos. I don't know what happened, but it's like that city just jumped out at me. I think God wants us to do something. Anybody know anybody in Burgos? No. Anybody ever been to Burgos? No. They'd never been there, never visited, and so they decided to act on it, and they sent three people down to the city of Burgos from England. They traveled all the way to Burgos, and they started praying from street to street, saying, Lord, we're not sure exactly why we're here, but we believe that you called us here for a purpose and a plan. They barely spoke Spanish, and so they began asking around, hey, um, are there Christians, Cristianos? Are there Cristianos around here? And someone who barely understood what they were saying said, yeah, over there, there's a Christian church in that building that meets over a funeral parlor. These three people went to that small Christian church. Guess who was the pastor of that small Christian church? My dad. And they had a great time of fellowship. And the next time around, they said, hey, you would really connect with our pastor. And so a few months later, Peter and Mariette went to Burgos and met with my parents. And they said, we've been praying for this city. We don't know exactly how this worked out, but God has opened up these doors to pray for this city. They developed a strong friendship with this godly couple that prays. And now that godly couple is coming to Chicago and blessing our pastors and ministering to our pastors and really helping them out. You know where it all started? It started in a prayer meeting. I believe that the Church of the Living God is not like Walmart, IBM, Procter & Gamble. They do demographic studies. They study the data to see where they should go next, what church they should plant next. We don't, what business they should plant next, you know what we do? We pray. 
And we say, Lord, you lead us, you guide us, you know you're smarter than us, bigger than us. The churches that we planted around Chicago, it's because we prayed and God opened up doors that we should plant those churches because God is going ahead of us and God is preparing us to seize the opportunities that he has for us. Listen to me, people of God. Some of you are walking right by divine opportunities, open doors, because you haven't been asking yourself, Lord, what are my divine appointments? You haven't been saying, God, is there an open door I should walk through? God, what are you saying to me? Is there a person I should pray for? Is there a neighbor I should talk to? Lord, guide me, lead me. Some of you aren't even asking that question. You're just walking through life saying, God, I wish I had an opportunity. God, you never use me. And God said, hello right there, hello right there, hello right there. And you're just walking by divine opportunities because you haven't prepared your heart to say, here, my Lord, use me. Peter had to get rid of some prejudice before he was willing to be used of God. And then the Bible says that Peter made the transition, and the next day he got up with these three guys, and he started making his way to Caesarea, to the house of Cornelius, which leads me to my third point. Not only has God been at work before you showed up, he's been preparing you to seize divine opportunities. So some of you need to get rid of some prejudice. Some of you need to bulk up in faith. Some of you need to be a little bit more bold. And some of you need to be asking, Lord, is the door is open? Then use me to step through it. Number three, and lastly, you have to remember that God is willing to step in when we step out in faith. Verse 25. It tells us that Peter, once he traveled 30 miles away, he got to the house of Cornelius and he entered into the house. Cornelius met him and he fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up, stand up, he said, I'm only a man myself. So imagine, Peter gets to the house of Cornelius Cornelius is a Roman soldier, an oppressor, an oppressor of Peter's people. He's walking into the house of the enemy. But yet God has told him, no, I'm giving you a door of opportunity. He walks into the house of Cornelius and Cornelius sees him. And because an angel has spoken to him, because this is so divine, he falls at the feet of Peter, almost like Peter was this Superman or semi-God. Peter says, stand up, I'm only, I'm only a man like you. By the way, isn't it ironic that Peter, when Cornelius tried to bow down at his feet and tried to give him reverence and tried to honor him, that he said, get up, get up. Don't, don't bow at my feet. You should only bow at God's feet. Isn't it ironic that people today kiss and bow to the statue of St. Peter all over the world? Hello? I think Peter's saying something. Get up! If Peter could, Peter's, 
turning his face in glory, saying, what are these people doing? Bowing at my statue, kissing my feet. Only one that deserves to be worshipped. His name is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Messiah, whom I serve. In fact, I find it a little bit ironic that in the great St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome, there's a huge statue of Peter. I've been there and where people come in and they kiss the toe of St. Peter's statue and Peter would be saying, get up, get up. You say, well, Pastor, I really like St. Peter. <laughs> well, if you like St. Peter, then worship the God, the Jesus, the Messiah that St. Peter worshipped as well. So Peter walks into the room, and he basically says, here I am, what do you want from me? It says, so immediately, I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Man, that's an audience. He says, all right, Peter, tell us. The angel sent you, tell us. What do you want us to know? I think God opens up those divine opportunities for us, but we have to be prepared with the gospel. We have to be ready to say, okay, you want to know what the message is? The message is, first of all, you need to know the gospel of Jesus. Opening the door for you to step out in faith. That's the takeaway from our message so far from Mark Job here on Bold Steps as we approach Christmas. We're taking a brief pause, though, from our message to remind you that we'd love to know that you are listening. You can connect with us online at boldstepsradio.org. Or check out our various social media platforms. You'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube by logging in. On Facebook and Instagram, look for Bold Steps and look for at Bold Steps Radio on YouTube. And, you know, Wayne, we love to hear from our listeners and we read every story, every question that you share with us. And you can easily do that by going to the websites that uh, Wayne has mentioned. But if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a story, a testimony, we love hearing from you. We read it. We celebrate our Bold Steps team together. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mark. I've got a letter right here, a handwritten letter we received from a listener named Gerald. He says, I thank God for leading me to Moody Radio, which led me to Bold Steps. I'm from Indiana. I made some mistakes that led me to federal prison. I thank God for it. This is underlined. Hmm. I thank God for it. Hmm. He saved my life and gave me another chance to live a God-fearing life. The day I heard Pastor Mark Job, it was what I needed. I never felt God like I did when I was listening. Now I listen every day. Gerald says, I want to be prayed for, for God to heal me and transform me to be better. I pray I hear back from you guys. Gerald, you know that? story is so encouraging. I love the fact that you say, I thank God for it, that he's in prison. And you know, you requested prayer. I'd like to pray for you right now. Father, we pause right now and pray for Gerald. Thank you, Father, that he is turning to you. Thank you that you are changing him in the middle of federal prison, Father. I thank you for his attitude that says, right now, as I'm locked up, I'm going to pursue you. And so I pray that this would be a transformative time and that you would not only transform him, but use him to touch the lives of other people. We ask this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you for writing, Gerald. And if you are as inspired by these stories as we are, we do want to invite you to be part of our team as a bold partner. By supporting this ministry with a monthly gift of any amount, you'll have a direct hand in the delivering of the gospel to listeners around the world. And if you choose to give a gift of $30 or more each month, you'll qualify for a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources available at moodypublishers.org. So sign up today to become a bold partner. Visit boldstepsradio.org. And Mark, when our listeners give a first-time donation of any amount during this season, we'll send another special gift. That's right, Wayne. We are trying to get you into the Word, thinking about God. And so we have a Bold Steps with Jesus 30-day devotional from my office to you to encourage you to get going in your walk with God. And love to put this in your hand. It's 30 days. Uh, Some of the thoughts that... um, Uh, that will inspire you, get you going, move you in that right direction, thinking about Jesus. And so anyone that gives a first-time gift, and maybe as we come to the end of the year, as it's, you know, just a couple days Christmas time we're Mm -hmm. celebrating, this would be a great gift to us if you said, hey, for the first time, I'm wanting to give a gift to Bold Steps. We appreciate all those of you that prayerfully and generously give. So thank you in advance. And once again, for a gift of any size, for first-time donors, you'll receive a thank you email with a link to Dr. Job's e-devotional. So you'll get it immediately. That way you can download it right into your phone or tablet for easy reading. Plus, if that's not enough during this special season of giving, whether you're signing up as a bold partner or as a first-time giver, we'll also get you a copy of our Bold Step gift. And we'll tell you more about what that is later in the program. Again, just go to our website to donate today at boldstepsradio.org. Now, let's jump back into today's message. Once again, here's Mark Job. I first started pastoring the church. I was 21 years old, and I met a guy who had a really, really rough background. He had actually come out of prison for five years. A really rough background. But he was sort of the leader of his clan, the leader of his family. And uh, I started mentoring him, even though he was a lot older than, than me. I started mentoring him. I met with him, started just discipling him, teaching him the gospel. And he had led a prostitution ring before. He had led a gang before. He was a tough guy, smart guy, great guy. Came to know Jesus in a powerful, dramatic way. And he said, Pastor, my family needs to know Jesus. So he said, I've set up an appointment. I said, okay. I didn't know what to expect. I showed up at the house at the time he told me, and when I walked into the living room, there was about 25 people all gathered around, all sitting in there. And he got up and he said, I I brought the pastor here, because all you need to get saved. So pastor, go ahead, tell him. And I was like, hi, my name is Mark. And I presented the gospel. Let me tell you, because of that man's witness, a whole bunch of, there's, there's a whole bunch of people in this church right now that are sons and daughters or grandkids or cousins of this man because he gave his life to Jesus and was willing to be bold. So Peter stands in front of this gathering of people that are, they're not believers yet. They're Gentiles. It's out of his comfort zone. And he stands up and he presents the gospel simply. There was a man, his name was Jesus, the son of man, lived a perfect life, 
fulfilled prophecy, came. They crucified him. He died on a cross. On the third day, he rose again to bring peace between God and man. Those that are willing to repent and believe and follow him will receive the forgiveness of their sins, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and can be turned around in their life for good. He presented the gospel. And listen, it says this. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Oh man, I'm so glad I don't do this alone. I'm so glad I do this in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad when I get up to preach, it's not like, oh God, I'm going to preach this message. I hope you back it. When I get up and preach, I'll, every Sunday before I get up and preach, I say, Holy Spirit, we're going to preach today. Fill me afresh. Fill me anew. Help me, Lord, because my words will fumble and stumble, but you can do what I can't do. You can speak what I can't speak. You can touch people where I can't touch them. You can get to their heart like I can't. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill me, saturate me, prepare the people, and so this becomes a spirit-empowered uh, gathering where you're not just hearing the words spoken from the Word of God, but you are, you are sensing and feeling the power of the Holy Spirit that takes the words of God, combines it with faith, and brings about a powerful spiritual combustion that changes people's lives around. I'm so glad I don't do this alone. I'm so glad that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that goes before. And the Bible says, that while Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit came upon all those who heard the message. The circumcised believers, that means the Jewish believers, who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured upon the Gentiles. Not too long before that, 120 Jewish people had gathered together in an upper room and they were praying together and the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in languages that they had not learned, preaching the gospel and proclaiming the praise of God in languages that they had never learned. We call it glossolalia or tongues, in languages that they had not understood. I think the Holy Spirit wanted them to know that the Jewish people were not any different than the Gentile people. And so several days after that, the Holy Spirit decided to have a Gentile Pentecost. Just like he had a Jewish Pentecost, this was the Gentile Pentecost. And as he preached the gospel, suddenly the Holy Spirit came upon them in a powerful, brand new way. And they began to have a little Pentecost like they had had before, this Roman centurion with his garb and his Italian background suddenly is overwhelmed, filled with the Holy Spirit and praising God like he never thought he would before because it was the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. Listen, it says, For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of them being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. They heard the gospel. When you hear the gospel and respond to the gospel, in faith and repentance and belief, then it's the Holy Spirit that comes inside of you. 
You cannot be a believer without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that changes you from the inside out. Some people I run into, they say, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I don't have the Holy Spirit. No, no such thing. You cannot be a believer without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that brings salvation and regeneration to your life. If you're a believer, you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. If you are a follower of Jesus, the one who saves you is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. A power that is greater than you, that invades your body, empowers you to live the Christian life, brings salvation to you, and brings conviction to your life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. He also gives you gifts of the Spirit so that you can operate in a supernatural way and minister to people around you. There's a whole bunch of gifts of the Spirit that God gives. If you're a believer, you have the Spirit, and if you're a believer, you have the gifts of the Spirit as well. And then he said, if you truly are a believer, then you need to get up, find some water, and get baptized. You hear the message, you receive the Spirit, and then you take the outward sign of going into the water and coming out of the water saying, I'm washed, I'm clean, and I'm following Jesus. So that very day, he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus. Here's this Italian Roman guard, the very first Gentiles going into the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. God started something that would revolutionize the world. The majority of Christians today are Gentiles. The first of them, right there. Why? Because Peter did not despise a divine appointment. Because Peter said, Lord, here I am. Get me out of my box. I'm willing to step in faith because when I step out in faith, you step in. There may be entire families, hundreds of people that are waiting to come to know Jesus because you open up and share the gospel with the Father that shares with his wife and his children and their children and their cousin, their aunts and uncles, and the gospel spreads rapidly. But someone's got to have the boldness to step into that divine appointment. Someone's got to have the boldness. This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to the Bible teaching of Pastor Mark Job. If you've missed any of the messages in this series, you can catch up online at boldstepsradio.org. Well, Mark, as we get very close to Christmas now, I'd love to leave our listeners with a final challenge, one that you've shared before, but that also really deserves to be at the forefront of our minds in this busy season. And that's the challenge to stay centered on the reason for the season, our living Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, Wayne, I heard a story a few years back of a family that was celebrating the birthday of a little baby. All the guests got there. They were all celebrating, laughing, and then someone said, hey, where's the baby? And they started running around trying to find the baby, and then they found that in the bedroom, under the coats where people had put their coats, the baby was sleeping in the little uh, (laughs) crib that it had there. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing. They were all having a great time, but they forgot the 
guest of honor, which was the baby. I think so many times around Christmas season, holiday season, that's what happens. We get busy celebrating, and then we wake up and say, hey, wait a second, where's Jesus in all of this? This is such a special time, and to help you make sure you don't miss the reason for the season now and throughout the rest of your life, we'd love to send you a copy of the Bold Step gift we mentioned earlier in the program. Now, it's more than just a book. It's a guide to an authentic spiritual adventure. Pastor Louis Giglio is inviting you on a 66-day journey into the presence of Christ, pushing you deeper with profound insights, key verses, and practical devotions to help you learn how to share time with your Creator. It's titled, At the Table with Jesus, and that's where you'll find yourself when you journey through the pages of this transformative resource. To let us know you want it, just send a financial gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. And remember, if you're a first-time donor, you'll also receive Mark's 30-day e-devotional that you can download right onto your phone or tablet for easy reading. That's two devotionals with your first gift of any amount to Bold Steps. So don't wait. Send in your donation today at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And as always, you can send your gift in the mail along with your request for a Bold Step gift. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, that's all the time we have for today, our final program before Christmas. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again next time when we will share a special Christmas message titled, How to Make Room. That's coming up Monday. From all of us at Bold Steps, we wish you a wonderful weekend and a Merry Christmas. We'll see you Monday, right here on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.